Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Igberto Willis, your host. I'm honored to be with Dr. Maithili Ramakrishna, but she has a whole lot to talk about. She is now working as a doctor on the front lines in Mississippi. I want to, I want to talk a, a lot about a whole lot of stuff with her. We've had her on before. And she's taught us a whole lot about what's going on in Brazil and other places where they have real health care. Maithili, how are you doing today? Welcome to Politics and Right Again. Thanks, Egberto. It's always such an honor uh, to talk to you, and I'm excited. How I'm, I'm good. How are you? I am doing fine. Let me first ask you, um, what are you doing out there in Mississippi? How did, you, how did the journey get you to Mississippi? Well, it was very simple. Uh, COVID happened and my husband got into uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. I had the option of either going to um, Cleveland or uh, Mississippi. Um, I love the program. I interviewed here uh, for my residency and I decided, I think my, um, my gift and talent should be used more with Mississippi rather than just like Cleveland, yet another doctor in a huge in, 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 a, in a city like Cleveland, um, Mississippi stands the 50th with diabetes, HIV, you name the disease, and they have it. So um, I thought not only would it be great training, but actually um, serving people of Mississippi would be um, an incredible, um, you know, opportunity. So that's where. In I'm other at. words, you're 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 in a place where you, as a doctor, you're making a difference with people that really need healthcare and not getting the kind of healthcare that a country of our stature should really be given. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, uh, this is like India. This is actually worse than India in many, many uh, situations. Please um, say that again. America, listen to this. Tell us, tell <laughs> that again. Uh, I think it's uh, worse in developing countries like India and Africa. And, uh, you know, India and Africa at least have avenues um, that they can use. Um, here, Medicaid doesn't pay for many of the procedures that are covered in different states. Um, you're talking about a state that is 50 out of 50 in terms of diabetes, uh, in terms of uh, heart diseases, and yet um, it, 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 it's, it's ridiculous that such a state does not give its um, citizens uh, in you know healthcare that is absolutely needed. Um, again, making it worse than India and Africa. Now, I've practiced in India, and I can tell you at least India is doing better because um, Indian constitution as healthcare as um, as a human right, and you know um, it's just such a sad thing that I come to Mississippi and day in and day out I see patients uh, where we call ASA three, you know, um, in the um, classifications. Um, what does I that mean? So it's a American anesthesiologists have come up with ASA one, two, three, and four. So the three and four are really like four is probably terminally ill, going to die. Three is just better than dying. And most of my patients are ASA two, three, three mostly, which, you know, we only studied in textbooks. We never got to treat those patients in uh, Michigan, but here on a daily basis, um, I see them and uh, public health is zero. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just very frustrating that um, our attendings have had to fight for grants because Medicaid wouldn't cover certain procedures. So uh, this year are um, a lot more dedicated, and I want to say that very, very loudly. My attendings especially, uh, we have ambulatory clinic called Jackson Medical Mall. Um, it, it's like literally a, a mall that is converted into an ambulatory clinic. 
uh, University of Mississippi does more um, than Cleveland Clinic uh, does for its state. And, and this is because of a grant that many doctors fought for, you know? Um, and, and my problem is why should you fight for a grant when the state states Medicaid, if had indeed expanded, should have been giving this in the first place. And you're talking about HIV being prevalent here. You know, um, America thinks that it's, you know, uh, done and dusted with HIV. I worked with HIV in India, you know, uh, and then, you know, in the UK and then in the US, I was like, oh, well, it's not even a thing now. But guess what? We have a grant to treat HIV patients. So, you know, HIV is still prevalent and you don't get to see in, in many, many states. But here in Mississippi, there you go. I mean, number one uh, state for uh, syphilis, um, number one for diabetes, cardiac diseases, any, uh, any, any disease, you name it, and Mississippi stands first. You know what is interesting about that? Because uh, it, it, you encapsulate within everything that you've said what happens when you have a state that codifies the neglect of healthcare for its citizen, and yet they have indoctrinated those citizens into believing that supporting policies, medical policies that will make them healthy is somehow not in their good grace is not in their favor and i imagine some of those that you treat are that way yeah yeah absolutely and uh, it, what is interesting is uh, not a lot of people know jackson jackson's mayor is a socialist i know um, him i've interviewed <laughs> him okay so so you know how awesome he is um and but unfortunately jackson's roads are not that awesome you know why because the state wouldn't give him budget but here's the thing that i want to say uh, absolutely right because i have treated patients who are um rich in um in jackson and who are the poorest of the poor um and they are indoctrinated to think that um healthcare shouldn't be free but yet when I talk to them and when I compare my living in England or in, in India or talk about Brazil to them, they are very intrigued by it. Like my own attendings perhaps are all Republicans. By the way, I can't even say it out loud that uh, I am a Bernie person. Forget Democrat. Bernie, mm -hmm. forget like, um, you know, and I'll come to that. I have, I've had interesting um, situations that have happened to me in Mississippi. But um, what I'm trying to say is, uh, I have talked to my attendings who are so-called Republicans, and we've had these conversations about efficiency and how inefficient the healthcare is and how they are spending more per capita, and yet the outcome is so bad. And they agree with me on all of that. I think they're just scared of the word socialist, and I feel like that word is completely abused. Say, for example, I went there and I said, hey, you know what? I'm a Republican, but let's talk about healthcare and expenditure. They're, they're open to talking about it. Like I've actually had great conversations without divulging that I'm, I, I don't know what I am. Am I a socialist? I don't know, but I don't want to brand myself, but I've, I've never revealed I'm, I'm a Bernie voter. I've never revealed all of that, but I've talked to them about um, healthcare and they seem to agree with everything that I say, except they're scared of the word free or they're, like you said, probably doctrine to think. Um, it's a... It's a sad indoctrination that has that. I mean, it starts in business schools. It starts in all these schools who, because because we are in such and I, I don't I, I, call, I, I don't use the word evil lightly, but because we're in such an evil economic system, 
uh, you have to be indoctrinated to follow all its tenets. And that is where we are. And when we have, that is why I think doctors like you, young doctors that are, that can get involved and start changing the minds of people with your experiences. And, and to put it bluntly, doctors that have seen other places, doctors that have seen other things, you come in from India and, and, and the UK makes a huge difference because you have seen it all. You've been to Latin America, Brazil. It's, it shows that you have seen it all. Unlike what most of these people who have been insular, insulated from everything else. And that is the importance. And that is why your message is important mm-hmm. not to be cooped up just in Mississippi, but right. around the place. Because Mississippi is simply the rest of America on steroids. Oh, 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 yeah, absolutely. And, and and the interesting thing that I wanted to tell you is, you know, I come from a premier tier one university, University of Michigan, you know, and I, I know the last interview, I talked quite a bit about University of Michigan. But I think what's important is they're doing all of this research. But you know what, it, tri- it doesn't trickle down to Mississippi. In your own backyard, it doesn't trickle down. And that is a frustrating thing. So what's the point, Michigan, for conducting these researches, getting NIH funding, but for what? Your own backyard, your own state in the United States of America is is so backward that we still have sexually transmitted disease and HIV. I mean, I'm just confused here, yeah? I'm like, then what's the point of research? There's something, you make an important statement because you were talking about earlier, you said, what am I? I'm not going to brand myself as a socialist. You shouldn't because what you brand yourself as somebody who believes in humanity. But here's the kicker. What they are doing, what Michigan and all these other people are doing, that is a true definition of socialism because what they're doing is they're taking the tax dollars from all of us, doing some research with it, but then they convert it into a, they, they convert the social built that they did into support for those in a capitalist structure that can be can afford to pay for the results of the socialist built. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you talk about Michigan Public Health School, which is top of the top, but they send their students to Africa and India, and I'm just like, oh, you don't need Africa and India. You, you, you know, to to people who make a valid argument on the right, and I have seen that, and I have sat, and let me tell you something. I actually um, agree with a lot of things that writers said more than neoliberals have said to me. I actually can have conversation with the so-called right over uh, neoliberals, and and I don't take it lightly. And I will tell you that I have sat there and I heard people say, "Well, hold hold on, like you know, I was called into a board sort of a meeting, and they wanted me to talk about my Brazilian experience." But I think they were trying to uh, ask our dean at that point to say, okay, you're spending all this money and these people are going to these different countries. What, somebody actually said, what about our own backyard? And I think they made a very poignant uh, you know, uh, argument there. And I was like, yeah, what about your back, you know, backyard, which is Mississippi, Louisiana? Um, it's the poorest of the poor. I mean, just driving here is just... Um, it, just it, it, it doesn't even feel like it's, it's the... It's, United States that I'm driving in, you know, and then how many people from Michigan come to Mississippi or Louisiana to even um, settle down and, um, and actually work here because it's, it's, it doesn't offer anything. It doesn't. I mean, you know, Jackson doesn't offer uh, amazing things like Ann Arbor probably does. Um, but I think the fact of the matter is that's why I find the doctors here who are, who are probably Republicans a lot more um, 
resilient for fighting for the for their citizens more than um, you know doctors in Michigan. You know they don't get paid like our doctors in Jackson Medical Mall don't get paid as high as many other doctors. But there they are day in and day out fighting for things, and they're all Republicans, by the way. Um, interestingly, so this is why I said I don't want to brand myself as anything because, like you said, yeah, it, it is humanity. And at the end of the day, whether you're right or left, do you believe in in, in people? Do you believe in as a part of this country, part of this? state i mean are you fighting for something uh, greater than you i mean that, that those are those are questions that you know um uh, that i see that people here do fight for you, even you, though i do a lot of things but yeah my Philly, you just hit the nail on the head and i and i love the attitude that you just take as a very progressive woman you understand that you you don't go ahead and just say oh this person is a republican and somehow you don't deal with them you know i just came out with my new book called it's worth it where i said how to talk to your right-wing neighbor and uh, and the, the whole I- issue be- behind all of this is to tell folks look it's not about you know, we, we, we have to understand how we are being manipulated by the system. And the system is, it, 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 it requires that it keeps us at each other's throats. Now, you, you, you go ahead and you see you have great conversation with all those people in Mississippi. And I guarantee you, they love you. Because, you, you, oh, no, they do. They do. Because you're not talking down to them. You're having conversations with them. Oh, absolutely. I, I think the one thing in the South that I've realized is people have, um, no matter whether they agree or disagree, at least they respect you for what you are saying. Yes. And, and they don't look down upon me when I say stuff that probably they're disagreeing, you know. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. I, I, I have gotten the middle finger a hundred times here for having a Bernie bumper sticker. This is an interesting conversation I was going to say to you. But at the same time, I have seen... Um, a Republican doctor talk to a transgender uh, person and treating them with dignity. Right. You know? and, 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 and that to me is the paradox. The good in the South is absolutely, I mean, top of the cream, like people who are coming up with innovative solutions to get funding. Um, whereas, of course, like the, the, there are racists and, you know, but there, there's, they were racist in Michigan. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know it, it, it is interesting what you're saying because I, I have people, I talk to people all over the country, all over the world. And people say, how do you love living there in Texas? You're in the South. And I'm like, you know, I actually love it. I know exactly where I stand. And you know yeah. what else? The people are generally very nice. And, and, yeah. and when I tell them, even my racist friends are nice, they'll be like, you have racist friends. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, the truth of the matter is many of my very progressive friends from all over, they're no different than my right wing friends. They're just as racist. They just intellectually know how to cloak it differently. Oh, 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 yeah, absolutely. And I think what you said was, you know exactly what they stand. And, you know, as long as you're truthful, honest, and as long as you're saying what you really want to say, they're fine with it. You know, and I'm telling you, like. Um, in between standing in between the ORs, I have talked to doctors who have said to me like, oh, you know, Trump is all over the place. I don't know who to vote for. My son's not voting this time. He doesn't like both the candidates. You know, um, the healthcare system is, you know, so bad. And I'm having these amazing conversations as we're waiting, uh, <laughs> you know, between ORs. And I'm just thinking, oh, wow. Like, and I actually have these conversations yes. without being judged rather than um, in Michigan where you have to be very, very careful 
who you talk to and these are so called left okay and mm-hmm. they used to always look at me and say oh my gosh you bernie foyts like you're absolutely idealistic you were um you know reach your 40s and you'll become a republican and that's been told to me mm-hmm. in ann arbor which is a complete liberal town but not in jackson mississippi i mean it's right. those it goes to show you so much that AOC and Bernie talk about you know that you've had these conversations with people like when you have real conversations and talk about real things um yeah you're right they're no different than you know um, a lot of other people that you know you know and, wh- and once we realize that we can have and i think you've seen that because from everything you're telling me that is what you're doing you're having yeah. the conversation i want to move on a little bit here uh, mythelia and i want to talk about uh, you stated that um, the healthcare system in Mississippi is very poor. My question to yeah. you is, as progressive, as a progressive activist, you as yeah. a doctor and what, what I must consider a progressive activist again, how best can, what best can we do uh, to really get the message across? I think with your communication skills, you're doing a good job. What more can we do to really Im- be impactful in these areas where indoctrination seems to be going against reality yeah i mean i often think about and the answer is actually very simple to to just share some people in in the south where i'm talking about the doctors themselves they look at data and present them data without emotion unfortunately you know and and Mm -hmm. sometimes i'm very passionate too but like when you present data and and come come with uh you know just just a very accepting uh you know, uh, solution like, okay, sure, you you don't like the word free. So this really happened with my chairman of my program. He doesn't like the word free. He doesn't like the word socialized. He he has traveled. I mean, okay, a lot of Southern doctors have traveled a lot. Mm -hmm. So this person who's a member of Royal College of Surgeons in Edinburgh, okay, this is a a, a really like a, a rural boy who is the first doctor in his house, who's, you know, chairman of my program, gone to Edinburgh and stuff like that. But here's the thing that he proposed. He said, you know, somewhere in between, he said, you know, I just don't like the extremes, he said. And I, and I thought, okay, okay, well, okay, sure. I mean, you're, you're afraid of the words free and all of that and capitalism and all of that. Um, so I said, how about Germany's healthcare system? Do you like Germany's healthcare system? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they have the best solution in my head. And I'm thinking, okay, the, the, but, but healthcare is still a human right in Germany, right? right. But also, but 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 here is a middle ground where you're saying, okay, there is insurance type of thing going on there, but like there is also free healthcare. I think they're okay with free healthcare as long as it's not said to them that it's free. I somehow just decided that this is how I'm going to talk. How do you like Germany's yes. healthcare? You know, and uh, yeah, it, it's sad. Like, yes, I mean, you know, you have to be idealistic. You have to be honest to what you're fighting for. But I, at the same time, how can you market it and sell it better? So some of these people who are indoctrinated, you know, horribly, how do you bring them out of that abyss um, without scaring them off by, you know, healthcare is human right. We all know that. And my progressive friends know that. I know that. Um, if, I, if I can just stop saying that and then propose it in a different way that is basically sugarcoating the word free to, you know, whatever that they're talking about. If they like Germany's healthcare system, it, it, yeah. it's just... It, funny to me that he likes it and yet he doesn't like the word free there you know what i mean it, it, it is also it's ironic crazy. and I, i'm glad that you said that because i am i've been trying to find a way how 
I hate to use the word marketing, but to market it as, as well. And the thing about it is, okay, but really, really, it's not free. It is what you can afford. And the thing about it is what I, I ought to like, always liked about Medicare for All is everybody had skin in the game. If you were paying taxes, you had skin in the game. But somebody right. who is, if you really want to talk about free health care now, mm-hmm. that person who does absolutely nothing to put money in and goes for Medicaid right now, who doesn't have any assets, who doesn't. Now, that is a real free health care. It's a current system. But when we have true Medicare for all, given that it's coming out of the tax pool and all of us pay taxes of some sort, at that point, it is. It is- no, no, I, I, I completely agree because there was a conversation where I looked at one of my attending and said, don't you want your tax dollars to be spent in a much better fashion? Mm-hmm. Because she was talking about these ideal, idea, uh, idealisms where she was looking at me and saying, your generation doesn't care for the others or be want to be part of something bigger, which is serving the community. And I said, you know, I, I'm sure you've had really bad experiences with my uh, but but yeah, there are a few of us who are fighting for that. So if you believe in all of that, why wouldn't you not believe that your tax dollars should be beneficial for you and for everybody else? And she's she said, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, but again, I was avoiding, I don't think they really know that I'm a socialist I, I, or, or, or a complete far progressive left. Um, it, it's interesting because I just don't say that, but I'm talking about all of these things um, and having these amazing conversations where they're actually thinking. And even my, with my co-residents, I, um, I often challenge them on a lot of things because um, it, it is sad that my generation just reads the headlines and he doesn't do their research into, um, you know, reading more than just a headline. You know, it's just an Instagram uh, post, but, you know, you don't go about and doing your own research to understand. It's always so for me, I'm always up for question always question whether you're right, left, middle, I don't care, but always question. Yeah. I mean, when you come at it from that angle, you know, you can always, you always get the right answer. ultimately. I had this amazing conversation with, and uh, he was telling me how he's uh, an atheist and he loves Richard Dawkins. And he was like whispering to me, don't ever say I'm, I'm an atheist. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody here is a Christian, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, you know, it's amazing that in Mississippi, I'm having Richard Dawkins conversation with the lab. Right person right and i'm like okay you know sure let's have that conversation and again he thinks he's a libertarian and you know again we try to get very defined into these things i am a socialist so hence i have to da 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 i'm a progressive so i need to do this but when you take out that and then come out and then just have real conversations and i think that's how you change um, and I think changing hearts and minds are important because you have to have a buy-in. The stakeholder, stakeholders are doctors and a lot of Southern doctors don't like the word free. So how do you get that? You know, even, I, I was like you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I hated MBAs. I hated business degrees because I thought, oh, market, marketing, I mean, commercialization of all of that. But how do you commercialize Medicare for all? You know, how do you get that buy-in? Now I'm talking the business language, which is so interesting or awful i don't know but no no actually it is necessary i think that that's right yeah i think it is necessary and how do you market medicare for all how do you package it to the southern doctors because they have to have a buy in they are your stakeholders well you, you know, know interesting mythili you are now a southern doctor so uh, with <laughs> with having with having you out there i think we are in good hands look mythili we're running out of time so what i'd like to ask you to do is to tell me something that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you, but that you you want to get out here into the strata. 
<laughs> you you pretty much asked me a lot of things. You should have asked me what happened to the bumper stickers of Bernie. So please tell me. <laughs> That's what I didn't ask. <laughs> so you know, you know, I, I've 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 said the good things about living in the south. I think the one of the, the my yeah okay. I had to finally take out my Bernie bumper stickers because um, I was followed by a person while I was driving to New Orleans, and um, you know I, I had a lot of my black friends in the north who were like, "Oh, you need to have guns! You need to have guns!" Okay, now for me, I come from a very nonviolent philosophy, um, and you know um, I'm not religious, but Hindu philosophy is about nonviolence. So how do you um, you know, Killer Mike talks about black people owning guns. I understand, right? I completely understand. But you're living in a in a country for the first. I'm living in a country that guns, as as guns go, you know, I've never lived in a country that you know people have rights to carry gun, right? So I've had this, and and this is what I wanted it. You know, you should have asked me, but because yeah, we're talking about this. Um. Anyways, long story cut short. Um. I don't know if Gandhi in today's time would have worked. You know what I mean? I, I often ask that question. Yes. I mean, like, you know, and I brought this up at the in my residence room and they said, oh, you know what? They were shot Gandhi. And they said, oh, some old man fasting, who cares? So are, I, So it's, it's interesting. We're living in a society that we're saying, oh, no, Germans were be- had better conscience. British had better conscience. Yeah, they were all colonizers, but they had better conscience than today that you're saying Gandhi could never have existed today and that I had to own a gun to protect myself, you know? Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. Should I have a gun in the South? I don't know. People are very scared. There are, pe- there are friends of mine who finally convinced me to take the bum- Bernie bumper stickers. Um, and I very reluctantly did. Um, you know, should I become a martyr for uh, having the uh, stickers or should I be a martyr for really fighting the things that I want to? Um, so these are the, the, these were thought processes that still like evolves in my mind, and I still don't have an answer for that. Um, well, I, I, I do have an answer for you. Um, in, in my old in, in, in my bit of an older age of I hope a tad <laughs> bit of wisdom, and it of goes course. like this: I think um, you don't have to be a martyr when you're on this when you're on I ten or or uh, on all these different roads. Uh, because, you know, uh, having a kook mess with you because of a bumper sticker is not worth it. Because yeah. you're much more effective when you are out there changing minds. And you don't need a bumper sticker to change a mind. Right, but freedom of speech, yeah? Freedom of speech for one, you know, one lot of people is not the same for the others. Exactly. It's funny, Republicans talk about freedom of speech all the time. And I'm thinking, where's my freedom of speech? It's freedom of speech for them. That's what it is. <laughs> Well, it's for, you know, again, I don't want to cuss my Republican friends at all, you know. Uh, and and, and, and that, you're right about that. You're right about that. But my Theli, Ramakrishna, <laughs> but it's always a pleasure to have you on Politics Done Right. You, anytime we talk to you, we leave a bit wiser. Thank you so oh, kindly for being here. Of course not. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. 
Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.